and welcome back to the Word Encounter, episode 42. Before we get started, though, I want to send a couple of shout-outs. Uh, one to Henry Beckwith. I used to work with Hank back at uh, Ford Motor oh, about 20 years or so ago. I see him checking in every day in the Word Encounter. Thank you, Hank, for following me, and uh, it's awesome to have you. And then the Al Spencer. I used to go to college with Al back in the uh, early uh, 80s. Yeah, it's been a while. We're actually fraternity brothers. What's up, Noob? And anyway, thanks for checking in with your boy and uh, as we go through this word. So let's hop into it. We're into chapter 13 of Joshua. <clears throat> and uh, and so at the end of chapter um, uh, 12, we see that uh, Joshua had done all. He, he conquered all the lands and uh, the Lord gave him rest. But the Lord also reminded Joshua and Joshua was first advanced in age at this point in his life. And then the word says, Joshua was old, advanced in age. And the Lord said to him, you have become old, advanced in age, but a great deal of the land remains to be possessed. And so they still had some work to do, uh, even though he gave them rest. They still had work to do. And then it says, as we drop down into verse, uh, I guess this is verse six, it says, I will drive. So he, he lists all the lands that they have yet to conquer. And he says, I will drive them out before the Israelites. But before we get to that, I want you to distribute the land as an inheritance for, uh, for Israel, as I have commanded you. And so we've, we've conquered the territories. It's time to distribute the land, but there's still more to, to, to conquer. But let's distribute this land uh, according to Lot amongst the Israelite tribes right now. And so that's what they set out to do. And so in the rest of chapter 13, <clears throat> we recount Moses uh, dividing the lands between uh, uh, Gad and Reuben. On the, on the east side of the Jordan uh, before they crossed over the river. So the word recounts that, recounts that inheritance. And then we move into chapter 14. And chapter 14 is really about uh, Caleb. And so <clears throat> Judah comes forward to get their portion of land. Uh, but before the rest of Judah gets there, uh, Caleb comes forth out of the tribe of Judah. And it says in, um, in verse 6, the descendants of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal. And Caleb's uh, said to him, and then um, we go on to verse 7, I was 40 years old when Moses, the Lord's servant, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to scout out the land and brought back an honest report. In verse 8, my brothers who went with me caused the people to lose heart, but I followed the Lord my God completely. On that day, Moses swore to me, the land where you have set foot will be an inheritance for you and your descendants forever because you have followed the Lord my God completely. In verse 10, as you see, the Lord has kept me alive these 45 years as he promised, since the Lord spoke his word to Moses while Israel was journeying in the wilderness. Here I am today, 85 years old. I am still strong. I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. So Caleb says, look, I'm still vital. My strength for battle and for daily tasks is now as it was then. Verse 12, now give me this hill country the Lord promised me on that day. So uh, Caleb is coming forward to, to, to rightfully and righteously claim his land, claim what was promised him. And then it says in verse 13, that Joshua blessed Caleb, son of um, Jephunneh, I guess, and gave him Hebron as an inheritance. So Caleb came forward. He stated his case. Joshua blessed him and gave him his inheritance. Hallelujah. Then we move on to um, chapter 15, and the word starts recounting uh, 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 or, or starts uh, detailing what Judah's inheritance will be. So it goes through uh, detailing that. 
<clears throat> and then uh, in chapter 16, it, uh, it goes on to Joseph's inheritance. It starts detailing Joseph's inheritance, uh, detailing uh, um, uh, Ephraim's uh, or Ephraim's inheritance. Um, and in both cases, it says they took their land but they didn't drive everybody out. And so because they left vestiges of people there, that would be a thorn in their side over the years. But anyway, <clears throat> it goes on and it talks about, uh, so the half tribe of Manasseh had on the east side of the Jordan half of their land and their other half was to be on the west side of the land. And so it goes into, um, into detail in their possessions and then uh, their inheritance, I should say. And, um, and again, they had some issues. If we look in verse 12, it says the descendants of Manasseh could not possess these cities because the Canaanites were determined to stay in this land. However, when the Israelites grew stronger, they imposed forced lip, uh, labor on the Canaanites, but did not drive them out completely. And so here's another case where they uh, got their inheritance, but they didn't drive out the people completely. And so, so here we have uh, you know, Joseph's descendants um, coming to Joshua. This is, this is interesting. And so we see here, it says, Joseph's descendants said to Joseph, uh, yeah, Joseph's descendants said to Joshua, why did you give us only a tribal allotment as an inheritance? We have many people because the Lord has blessed us greatly. Verse 15, if you have so many people, Joshua replied to them, go to the forest and clear the area for yourselves. There in the land of the parasites, because Ephraim's hill country is too small for you. you know, if you think this is too small, then go clear the land. You've got forest as a part of it. Clear it. Possess it. But they complain. And so in verse 17, we see, so Joshua replied to Joseph's family, you have many people and great strength. You will not have just one allotment because the hill country will be yours also. For it is forest cleared and its outlying areas uh, will be yours. You can also drive out the Canaanites, even though they are, have um, uh, iron chariots and are strong. And so he said, you have plenty of land. It's like you just want your land to be handed to you on a platter. You have plenty of land. All you have to do is clear it and drive out those who shouldn't be there. But you're strong enough to do so. Go do it. And so we move on to chapter 18. And again, so in chapter 18, it's just detailing. Uh, the lands that go to Benjamin, uh, the Benjamite cities. In verse 19, talks about Simeon's inheritance and Zubalon's inheritance, Issachar's inheritance. And so we're going over all of the details of the, of the, of the boundaries and the lands that the various tribes are to occupy. And so in chapter 20, it talks about the cities of refuge, you know, what they will be. Again, this is for people who inadvertently killed somebody. And so that people who would want revenge on them wouldn't kill them so they could flee to the cities of ref refuge. And so it outlines those cities, what, where those cities are. It talks about the cities that are to be given to the Levites. Because remember, the Levites didn't have part of the inheritance. It was to be contributed, uh, contributed to them from the other tribes. And so it details which tribes gave what pieces of land to the Israelites, I mean, to the Levites uh, for their cities and, and what tribes and Le Levi got what pieces of land. And so if we're on, uh, if we go to chapter 21 and uh, in verse 43, it says, so the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give their fathers, and they took possession of it and settled there. 
The Lord gave them rest on every side according to all he had sworn to their fathers. None of their enemies were able to stand against them, for the Lord handed over uh, all their enemies to them. None of the good promises the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. Everything was fulfilled. So everything that the Lord had promised them, if he would keep his commands and do as he told them, um, was fulfilled. And so they went in and they possessed the land and everything that he had promised was fulfilled. There's, there's huge lessons in that, in my opinion. We go on to chapter 22, and we see Joshua summoned uh, the Reubenites, Gittites, and half-tribe of Manasseh, and told them, you have done everything Moses, the Lord's servant command. you have done everything Moses's Wait, you have done everything Moses, the Lord's servant, commanded you and have obeyed me in everything I commanded you. You have not destroyed. You have not deserted your brothers even once this whole time, but have carried out the requirement of the command of the Lord your God. Now, remember, the half, the, the, the Reubenites, the Gittites and the half tribe of Manasseh had um, on the east side of the Jordan. They possessed that land because it was good for cattle and, and, and livestock and whatnot. But they had promised they would go across to Jordan on the west side and to help their brothers fight and possess the land and so on and so forth. And that's exactly what they did. And so uh, Joshua brought them forward in order to commend them. And then he said, um, ooh, down in what, verse 7, when, when Joshua sent them to their homes and blessed them, he said, Return to your homes with great wealth, a huge number of cattle, and silver, gold, bronze, iron, and a large quantity of clothing. Share the spoils of your enemies with your brothers. And so he blesses them. He sends them back with a whole bunch of loot and commands them to don't be stingy, don't be greedy, share. Um, we go on to chapter 23. And uh, now, uh, you know, Joshua's old, so he's about to get out of here. And um, it says here, a long time after the Lord had given Israel, verse 1, a long time after the Lord had given Israel rest from the enemies all around them, Joshua was old and advanced in age. And so Joshua summoned all of the judges and the elders and, and whatnot. And in verse 9, he says, the Lord has driven out great and powerful nations before you, and no one is able to stand against you to this day. One of you routed a thousand because the Lord your God was fighting for you as he promised. Verse 11, so diligent, diligently watch yourselves. Love the Lord your God. If you ever turn away and become loyal uh, to the rest of these nations remaining among you, and if you intermarry or associate with them and they with you, know for certain that the Lord your God will not continue to drive these nations out before you. You will become a snare and a trap for you. They will become a snare and a trap for you a sharp stick uh, for your sides and thorns in your eyes until you disappear from this good land the Lord your God has given to you. So he's giving them a warning. Don't fall prey to these people among, these foreign peoples amongst you. Don't worship their gods. You know, stay committed to the Lord. In verse 16, if you break the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and you go and serve other gods and bow and worship to them, the Lord's anger will burn against you and you will quickly disappear from this good land he has given you. So again, he's warning them again, don't do this. You know, watch out for it. Don't do it. We move on to chapter 24. And so Joshua, again, assembles, uh, assembles everybody, uh, the Israelites, the elders, the judges, the Levites. And, and so he starts recounting the history. 
recounting the history of Israel, where they came from, how they came out of Egypt, uh, you know, uh, uh, the meeting Lord at Mount Sinai, wandering in the desert. Uh, he recounts all of this. <clears throat> and, uh, and then he recounts them crossing the Jordan, going and, and dis, uh, disposing people from the lands and wiping them out and acquiring those territories. And then the Lord says something interesting. He says in, uh, what is this, uh, verse 14, I believe it is. No, verse 13. I gave you a land you did not labor for and cities you did not build, though you live in them. You are eating from vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. In other words, you have, I've given you all of this stuff and you haven't labored for it. You know, you haven't labored for it. Remember that in our own lives, when things have come about that we have received that we have not labored for. We cannot forget these things. In verse 14, therefore, fear the Lord your God and worship him in sincerity and truth. Get rid of the gods your fathers worship uh, beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and worship the Lord. But if it doesn't please you to worship the Lord, choose for yourselves today. Which you will worship, the gods of your the gods your fathers worship beyond the Euphrates River, or the gods of the Amorites of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my family, or as the word it says in a more famous version, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So Joshua is saying, choose ye this day. What you gonna do? Don't waffle. Choose either worship him or worship me. But choose. But Joshua says, as for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. And we go on to verse 19. But Joshua told the people, you will not be able to worship the Lord because he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions and sins. If you abandon the Lord who, and worship foreign gods, he will turn against you, harm you, and completely destroy you after he has been good to you. No, the people answered Joshua. We will worship the Lord. In verse 22, Joshua told the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you, uh, that you yourselves have chosen to worship the Lord. And the people said, we are witnesses. And so they have said, we choose to worship the Lord. They are essentially at, are testifying against themselves because of what they're going to do in the future. Anyway, in verse 29, it says, after these things, the Lord's servant, Joshua, son of Nun, died at the age of 110. Verse 31, Israel worshiped the Lord throughout Joshua's lifetime and during the lifetimes of the elders who outlived Joshua and who had experienced all the works the Lord had done for Israel. And with that, we are finished with the book of Joshua, and we will start in Judges tomorrow. Take care.